Oh, it's cracking, lovely people. Welcome to the Big Feed Up HQ podcast. I'm your host, as always, Matt Gardner, and I've had almost 10 years experience as a nutrition practitioner. I'm grounded in sports nutrition, but more recently, I work in corporate wellness in London, and I support people around performance, body compositional change, health span, The podcast focuses on nutrition, movement, outdoor experiences, and I've got over a hundred episodes so far. And if you like the show, please share it with someone. It's the only way that the show's going to grow, word of mouth. Send it to a friend. Um, You can link through SoundCloud or Apple Podcast or Spotify and put it up on your social media. You can send an email to a friend. You could post about it on Facebook or something. However you do it, it will be brilliant if you share it, if you think it's valuable, and that would just be fantastic. The show is brought to you by 33Fuel, who produce natural and powerful sports nutrition products. Now you can get 10% off your first order with Matt10, and I'm a huge fan of their protein bar, their Aroica bar. It has uh, great calorie content, uh, great protein content, and it's whole food based. So I use it in the outdoors. I sometimes use it as a snack on higher active days. I like their greens powder too, a very quick and easy way to add more nutrition during the day, pop it in some water, it's easy. So have a look, the link's in the show notes, and I hope you find something useful. So today, my guest is a lady called Lydia McCall. Now, Lydia is a qualified integrative counsellor, having previously worked as a certified health coach for many years. She is also a qualified yoga teacher, so she really believes in taking holistic uh, approach to well-being. Lydia is very passionate about the work that she does, having personally struggled with depression, anxiety and crippling self-esteem issues for many years. So she knows firsthand how debilitating these individual struggles can be on a person. Lydia's personal experiences allow her to really understand her clients on a much deeper level, which enhances the therapeutic process in a positive and supportive way. Now, Lydia set up a private practice where she works one to one with clients in London and online. She works with clients experiencing a wide range of issues, which we'll get into, such as depression, anxiety, self-esteem issues, relationship difficulties, stress and life transitions. So I hope you enjoy the show and please let me introduce you to Lydia. Lydia, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. It's brilliant to have you on, but before we dive into things, it'd be great to know how you've been, where you are at the moment, so the listener can get a little bit more of an understanding. Yeah, so I'm currently in London, um, and yeah, it's been a bit of a strange time, hasn't it, with everything going on, um, so definitely an adjustment period for me. Um, but yeah, in London, um, in my flat, um, at the moment, seeing clients online, So it's been actually really great for me um, throughout kind of the lockdown period to be able to still support my clients um, online. So that's been a really good um, thing to keep in place for people, especially during this time, needing that extra support. Good. Oh, fantastic. So, you know, look, maybe as a good jumping off point, how would you introduce the area of work that you're involved in? 
Yeah, um, so as an integrative counsellor, um, I see people um, offering them counselling, so supporting them with um, any mental health struggles that they're dealing with. Um, so a range of issues that I um, work with clients with, um, anxiety, depression, um, low self-esteem, um, bereavement. So there's just a few, um, you know, a lot of things that we um, cover with clients when they come to me, but I think it's just creating that space to feel um, listened to and seen and heard, which is incredibly important um, to get to understand themselves on a deeper level and just be able to kind of sh- share what they're currently experiencing. Mm. So working kind of short term with clients, but also working long term on more complex issues that they're bringing. Brilliant. And you look, from my perspective, <clears throat> I've worked around sport for a few years and sports psychology has grown. And obviously there's a lot more known sports psychologists out there that you can follow you know there's lots of podcasts and things now and then in in the uh, corporate wellness side that I work part-time we have cognitive behavioral therapists so these people are my colleagues so it's interesting to have you on because uh, and I'll link obviously lovely people to Lydia's website so you can see a bit more information about her if you want to but obviously you you have a list of these you know these tools and CBT is in there so I think it's good that we can flush out a few things because um you know you're you're trying to tackle and be there for people on on a lot of different issues and and um a lot of different things and and like you said one model may not fit everything so yeah how i know it's quite a loaded question but how 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 do you then approach that if cbt is part of what you do mindfulness is part of what you do i think it's just good to kind of try to tease out and and understand maybe not define but if people are looking at a sports psychologist, yourself, a CBT therapist, how, how do we unpack that? Because it's the same. I have conversations with people around sports nutrition, dietitian, nutritional therapist. So it'd be good to kind of reduce the decision fatigue, but then also maybe illuminate that there is crossover. Um, so how, 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 do you, how do you find that having to speak to people and position yourselves within some of these different practices? Yeah, I think it can be incredibly overwhelming when you're looking to get that support. You're thinking, okay, I'm struggling with whatever issue, um, you know, they're struggling with, um, whether it's depression, anxiety, that kind of thing. And so where do I even go to get that support? So there is a lot of, um, which is great, a lot of different types of uh, support out there. But in terms of what I do, working intricately, um, it's, I work, um, there's two main models that I use, which is the person-centered and a psychodynamic approach. So with the psychodynamic approach, it's kind of looking at your past and your childhood and see how that is impacting your present, as well as um, with the person-centered, it's very the here and the now, what is currently going on for you. Um, So again, creating that space to basically explore together to see maybe if there's any unconscious stuff going on that's um, impacting how you're living your life in the present. So again, it's um, getting that self-awareness around yourself on a deeper level. Um, But again, using strategies like the CBT, for example. So if a client is dealing with negative thoughts, it's actually using a CBT to help um, tackle what's going on with that thought process. So instead of just being specifically CBT, um, which when you're set homework and it's very short-term work, um, I'm working really more long-term with people and using those different strategies. Um, So for example, breathing techniques for example are great tools so if i think a client is 
really struggling with their anxiety, it's about kind of educating them on tools that they can then take away with them and implement into their everyday life. So again, it's that exploration piece as well as, okay, well, what can you do today to help you manage the anxiety you're feeling? Um, so again, using those different types of tools. Mm. So you reach into your toolbox as a practitioner and like you said, you've got you know, you've got various things in there that you can apply to an individual on a personal level and obviously things take time. So if a CBT type framework is there to support a certain thing, then then you might deliver it. But then, like you said there, there might be something else. Breath work may help with the nervous system to slightly calm someone down in that acute phase of anxiety. So, um, you know, it's good to kind of tease that out, because like you said, people people may start looking to take someone on board and build a relationship with someone and, and, and seek care. But then, like you said, there's a lot of decision fatigue around what this person's going to do and how they're going to help. Um, so I think that's really interesting to tease that out. And if we go back to kind of previous points, you're exploring kind of like key drivers and, and key precursors into you know how someone is now and what they're dealing with because of potentially the past. Like, would you say... Um, I know obviously you're you're building your practice um, and similar to me, you know, you're a young practitioner, very driven. But are these the types of people you're seeing most of the time or would you say you, you do have quite a varied client base at the moment? I think at the moment I'm working with um, kind of late 20s, early 30s uh, kind of clients. Um, and yeah, definitely a lot of my clients have been struggling for a while and taken the plunge to actually okay i need to look at some of this stuff which can be incredibly overwhelming because you know most of the time people um are going through something like oh i don't want to deal with that i don't want to look at that it's just too big you know where do i even start and so it can be um incredibly scary to then say okay i want to look at this stuff um, so it's creating that space for my clients to be able to do that. But it's very much my work is the fundamental thing in my work is that therapeutic relationship. And that is the key to creating any therapeutic change with my clients is can, do they trust me? Do I, am I creating a space where they feel that they can share some of, you know, the darkest things that they have never shared with someone before? Because, again, shame, I think, in my opinion, is one of the most toxic emotions that we can feel. Shame wants to keep us hidden, to isolate, and to feel that we're unworthy. Um, so actually sharing something that, you know, the, sh- the shame with someone else can be incredibly healing. And to feel with that person for myself, accepting that and not judging them for what they bring. Again, that kind of judgment in ourselves, that self-judgment can kind of lessen. It's like, okay, maybe I'm not such a terrible person. Maybe I am worthy of, you know, love um, and and those types of relationships that we all crave in our lives. Um, So, again, it's just being seen by another human being. We can't underestimate the power of that. Mm. So we can think, oh, you know, I can use this technique or that technique. But actually, again, those are great things to have. I mean, all the training that I've done, but also it's like two human beings coming together and one person seeing that person and supporting themselves um, and that person, you know, the client sharing what they're bringing and together forming a relationship to help. OK, well, let's look at this stuff. You know, I don't see myself as an expert. Um, it's very much the relationship is an equal one. You know, I feel like everyone is an expert of themselves, but it's just I'm there to help facilitate uh 
to create that self-awareness in that person and to help support them on their journey. But it's not me saying, okay, you need to do that or you need to do that. You need to do that. It's counseling is not about giving advice. It's about creating that space for the client to hopefully feel empowered through the process to figure out stuff for themselves. You know, uh, you know, I've been um, having trained as a therapist. I've had to go to my own counseling. Um, and that's been an amazing experience for me to go through that, to understand myself um, on a deeper level on how I work and how my past has shaped who I am today. Um, so, yeah. Mm. I think there's a lot to unpack there, but it's brilliant. You know, that's exactly why I brought you on the show. And I think if we stick with that age range at the moment, and I think quite a lot of my listeners will fall into that, um, you know, kind of like 20s into 30s, um, that's when a lot of the time people may be done with studying they're trying to progress in their careers quite quickly um, things might start to happen and move faster um, in terms of uh, relationships property potentially thinking about a family looking at promotions and I think especially where we are in the city um, vulnerability and seeking help is probably seen as weakness in a way I know things are changing and I've been working in corporate wellness for, you know, three, four, five years now in the city. And I do see things changing. Um, but to an extent, and I know friends who have changed careers because they're just not getting the support in the environment that, that they're in. Because, you know, there's another cab off the rank and there's someone else ready to scratch their way through to the top. So, um, you know, I think it's important to address that, um, you know, shame, vulnerability, seeking help. And like you said, a practitioner like yourself um, from from the counselling side and a, a practitioner like myself from the nutrition side, I, I would say at least 70% of what I do is about, you know, gaining trust and building a relationship with the person and obviously being there. So have this kind of empathy, accountability, leadership and learning. Um, and then, yeah, OK, you know, 30% of it will be we're going to have to problem solve. It'll be interesting to hear from you in a minute how you maybe nurture positivity with clients, if that even is the right thing to say. But for me, it might be like, OK, you know, we'll figure out what what do you not understand about carbohydrates or what do you not understand about portion size or uh, satiety? And then we'll, we'll solve that problem. But the rest of it will be, you know, how, how are you getting on? What's what's worked well? Where's the problem solving coming in? Um, let's troubleshoot the, at the end of this month. And I think that's why people work with practitioners one to one um, for that very reason. Um, so, yeah, it'd be interesting to, to hear how you, you know, now obviously you've established that a huge amount of what you do is is to be there to build a relationship and trust with clients. You know, when when you do work on things, is that the right thing to say? You know, nurturing positivity or, or is it you're, you're using techniques like breath work, mindfulness things things to try to influence the nervous system to help the the kind of the the physical the physical feelings change acutely and then they can start yeah. to build momentum be interesting to unpack some some of the things you're actually doing once once you've built trust um and and the person is in and you're working with them the formats agreed you know some some of these things that actually start to help these people in a positive way yeah, I mean, I did my yoga teacher training three years ago, so definitely that mind-body connection is very um, important. Um, so again, using kind of that breath work and that mindfulness element as kind of tools to help uh, people deal with what they're experiencing in their everyday lives. But um, that positivity thing, it's quite an interesting one because um, for me, it's about creating that space to actually 
maybe not be positive and that's okay you know I feel like in this day and age oh we have to be positive all the time but actually what I'm doing is allowing someone that space to actually feel the heavier emotions and work through that you know um, oftentimes people don't you know it's uncomfortable to feel those more intense emotions like the sadness the guilt you know um, the not feeling worthy those types of emotions but actually okay let Let's get into that to move through that to then reach a place of oh I feel more positive I feel lighter in myself as opposed to saying okay well let's just be positive you know so actually again it's 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 working through those more uncomfortable emotions to reach that level of positivity mm. um, because sometimes it's not enough to see these great quotes out there on Instagram or say, okay, this is how you do positivity. It's actually, we have to get into the, the harder stuff, get into that, work through that to then reach that level of positivity. Mm. Um, so it's an interesting one. Um, you know, I feel like coaching is very much, coaching for me is working in the present and looking at the future. Okay, so how can we get to the end goal, you know? Um, but actually counseling is about looking back at the past and, and unpacking all of that to arrive, hopefully arrive at a place of more self-acceptance and, you know, better mental health in terms of our level of happiness. Um, so it's not, I'm not trying to create an environment with clients to be like, okay, let's be positive because actually it's, a client might be feeling incredibly low and that's okay because, um, you know, oftentimes we're told that, okay, we can't be sad, you know, those heavier emotions aren't really acceptable. You need to get over that. But no one actually then goes into it. So, okay, why am I feeling sad? Why am I feeling anxious or heavy or disconnected from myself? It's about asking those questions so it opens us up to delving deeper into that. Because then when we look within ourselves on a deeper level, the answers are all there. But oftentimes we're, we're oh, no, I have to be happy or I'm busy with work, I can't. Um, look within to find those questions you know my work is very much about reconnecting yourself to yourself if that makes sense mm. yeah it does so when we feel connected to ourselves it's like okay well I can move and enter you know life with more confidence or okay I know myself on a deeper level yeah and there's no roadmap for being a human being isn't it and then we you know we're all trying to figure things out and and that's you know that's i don't know if it's an issue but i think it just needs to be talked about a bit more really um because mm. obviously you know some people are lucky to have supportive parents or uh, friends or mentors that do help but then still we're all trying to figure out how to be human beings and we haven't even been around for that long either so um yeah. you know like it's i know there's different you know without without using the blanket term psychologists and counselors and things like that but um, all these different types of practitioners, you included, you know, you guys are there to help kind of like write and inform human beings on all this stuff and, and support them around their, their feelings and their ups and downs and, and things like that. And it transfers into so many places. You know, my foot's in, in sport and in cognition with performance um, in the workplace. 
Um, and I think what you do can also can also impact those types of people as well, you know, hugely uh, for physical performance and mental performance. And then, like you said, other people who who maybe have got those things um, in hand, you know, they are active and, 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 and healthy and, and their work is going well and they're successful. But, you know, they, they still need to to do some things in themselves and feel comfortable in themselves you know, there's a place for that too. So it's, it's such a dynamic process. Um, and that's why I wanted to get you on the show because we, you know, we obviously have known each other for a few years. And, and when we met, you were obviously, you were working through your yoga. You, you had experiences, like I said, in the introduction in terms of health coaching and things. I was retraining as a nutritional therapist. So over the last few years, we've kind of, you know, been molding ourselves as practitioners and, and building experiences um, and now it's now it's good to kind of talk on a level where, um, you know, we're, we're operating with a client base and, and we're learning as practitioners, too, and, and building relationships with people. Um, so. So, yeah, it's, you know, that's why I started the show to, to reconnect with people and, and, and get someone like yourself on so we can tease out some of these talking points. Yeah, and it's been interesting kind of. You know, as you said, I have a background in the health coaching side of things. Um, so at, at that time, I was definitely working more with women um, struggling with their health. And um, definitely, I did an eating psychology uh, training. So again, looking at the psychology of eating. So I was dealing with, you know, working with a lot of women who struggle with emotional eating. Um, and again, that impacting their confidence, their self-esteem, and then body image comes into that. So I, uh, predominantly, I was working with women in, in, in that sense, um, but I felt a call to work deeper with clients, hence why I then went to train to be a counsellor. I wanted to make sure that I had the tools to help support them on that deeper level. Because again, with, when it comes to food, it's, it's never really about the food. It's about all the other stuff, you know, the deeper stuff, uh, the limiting beliefs, um, not feeling worthy, and also just developing, you know, um, behaviours around food for kind of an avoidance strategy in terms of, oh, I don't know how to feel my emotions or deal with what I'm feeling. So food is just an easy thing to go to. Mm. Um, and that can obviously get out of control. Um, and so with that work that I was doing then was actually looking on that deeper level. But that's why I wanted to make sure that I was showing up for my clients in the best way, hence training further. Um, so that was a really interesting experience for me. Um, and I think, you know, I've had my own, you know, it's quite a funny one because go back however many years it's like okay you're a therapist you're not meant to share anything about yourself you're meant to be kind of like a blank screen but actually it's and especially with this day and age with social media it's it's, it's a new territory for people um in um especially the counseling world it's okay how much do i share about myself um and disclose about myself um and how much do i hold back because again you're needing to seem professional and that you're the expert, and why would someone come to you? You need to be um, shown, you know, to be that expert. But actually, as I said, with my work, it's like definitely that therapeutic relationship is key. And what builds connection is when we can be vulnerable. Um, and so I share bits of myself and my own journey with my own struggles. And I've noticed most clients that come to me have resonated with my message, um, and they can connect with what I've been experiencing personally growing up. Um, and that's what then makes them want to work with me. And so again, it's that human connection. And, you know, we all, just because I've done all of this training doesn't mean that I don't have my own struggles, you know? Um, so we all as human beings need that support in whatever format that, that comes in. 
Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I definitely agree with that, and I think it's important because, like you said, people people are going to be paying uh, coaches, practitioners to support them, and it is essential that um, you know we try to be our best and and put forward our best and be ethical and do no harm. But um, you know, I think it there's there's definitely place for us to also talk about. Okay, we've had a reduced sense of accomplishment at times. Um, I, you know, I know over the last 10 years being um, self-employed for the majority of my working life, you know, there are ups and downs there. And it's great to talk to people and they're like, oh, you've got your own small business and you're doing this and, you know, nutrition such an interesting field. But it's there are ups and downs. And, um, you know, that devaluation, I'm not saying I've ever had a loss of interest around um, speaking to people about food uh, creating food, um, you know, uh, consulting around how food can help performance. But then you also think, actually, you know, how how can I keep paying the bills with this? Um, you know, where where's my where's my um, where's my kind of uh, progression going in 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 the in in the different types of industries, health and fitness, corporate wellness, all these kind of things. Um, and then, you know, if you're vocal about that as a practitioner and you're trying to show your clients that you are working your way through and developing and learning and you are vulnerable, but then you are there and, and you know, you're you're very happy with yourself, if that's kind of the right thing to say. And you've you've come on and you've built your experiences and then and then you are fully kind of immersed in supporting the people that, that, that you're there to help then. You know that's a good thing and hopefully you're going to get results you're going to care about your work um but there are some weeks where people probably listening to this off you know are following all these incredible people online thousands of followers you know busy um and it's good you know even these guys at the top like the the joe wickses the jamie olivers and all these people it's important that they're coming on and showing that they're quite vulnerable and tired and you know feeling it and um I think I think I think it's a good thing to do and people can explore a bit more about that on on your website and then I think your social media brings that through too you know so that so it's not just this like clean and clear boom we're going to change everything you know I've got these immaculate um experiences and and qualifications and everything's very bright you know it's quite it's quite yeah. a, you've got a good nice self-reflective kind of vibe and um you know it's it's quite like a, a warm and you know um satisfying images on 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 your website and things like that you know there's nothing where you're prancing around and you know sh- showing off yourself and how happy you look and how ripped you are and because a lot of people that's how they sell these days and um yeah it's 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 complicated for the end user isn't it there's all these little things them to think about um, and then maybe maybe they think that practitioners and, and people that are supporting people for a living are just, you know, how, how are they so robust? But it doesn't mean that we always are, does it? Yeah, and especially when you're going out and setting up your own business, um, as you were saying, it's, you know, you have done all your training and you were incredibly good at what you do and deliver results for your clients, but you're also, away from work, you're also a human being in terms of, you have that financial worry or um, imposter syndrome kicks in or the comparison to others and um, feeling confused at the direction you want to go in your work. You know, it's like you we're not we're all susceptible to that, you know, um, and it can, that can kick in, you know, any any time for us. Um, so, again, it's acknowledging all of that's going on 
Um, but again, when you show up for your work, you're there for your client, but it, it doesn't mean that that's not going on in the background. Mm. Um, even if you become, you know, as you said, um, the Joe Wicks's or the Jamie Oliver's, you know, it's, I can imagine they're going through their own stuff. We all are because life is incredibly tough sometimes. And so, and that's inevitable, but how do we ride those waves when things get tough? Mm. Um, and that's, uh, you know, where I kind of come in is to help people ride the wave in a more of a supportive way. Like we don't have to do it by ourselves. Um, and that's what I, I learned kind of growing up is instead of my way of coping was to kind of shut down that I need to figure this out by myself, but actually it's about opening up and being vulnerable and sharing, um, and, and getting support because people are out there that will support you, whether that's friends, family, professionals, um, to help you navigate kind of those tougher times. Mm. But again, counseling is not just for crisis management. It can be, okay, I just want to understand myself a bit better. I'm not too sure the direction of my life, where I'm going. Um, I just want to explore that. And so it's having that kind of third party who's outside of your um, group of friends, family, to offer you that space to think about okay let's explore what's going on mm. so again you don't need to be in real um, emotional distress to go to counseling it could just be like i just need to talk to someone um and and see what comes out of that experience good good and i think it's a brilliant place to dovetail into a little bit about your service after obviously understanding um how you got into things some of the tools and tactics you use you know us just bringing up the elephant in the room how you know we're all, we're all human beings and and we're trying to kind of navigate through this we don't know what we're doing every day um so on your site you know it's quite clear first interactions a discovery call um and i get this question all the time because i offer that um you know what does that entail so someone books that um obviously someone's going to come to you uh, with different perspectives and experiences and what they want so you know we don't we don't have to go too much into that but what are you you know let's put the meat on the bones there and kind of go through a bit of a client journey so people can understand that for a few minutes yeah well i do have a link on um my instagram so at therapy with lydia where you fill in a form which is um kind of a counseling inquiry form so it's just asking you kind of what what's bringing you to counseling so uh, get a sense of kind of what's going on for you and then i will jump in a call on a call with a client and basically you just have a conversation um and, and tell them how i work um and the kind of format of what that work might look like to see if I'm the right kind of counsellor for them, see um, if they would like to work together. And again, sharing what they're bringing to counselling and what they want to get out of counselling. Um, so again, it's just that initial contact to see, okay, so how could we work together if, if that's what you know they want to do? As I said before, it's that therapeutic relationship is incredibly important. So again, if someone's on a call with me and, and they don't feel like I'm the right person, then that's okay. Um, and or they're bringing something that they feel they want to see a male counsellor again referring them on to that um, that counsellor um, so again it's just that um, chance to get to know get to know someone and what they're looking for in terms of you know their expectations of counselling what they're wanting out of the counselling process um, again someone reaching out it's a huge first step for people that maybe they've never asked for help you know again it's kind of thinking okay i think i want to speak to someone and it's six months until they actually get up the the, the um confidence to reach out um so again and it's that opportunity just to see just to connect to see if if, if i'm the right kind of counselor for them mm. okay now that's that's really clear and then obviously if someone then does agree 
is that first interaction set up is that an hour um is that a series of of um you know conversations is it on a weekly basis do you kind of tailor that to the client how how does that work in terms of the actual care once someone agrees and and they're in and you know they're working with you yeah so i normally see clients on a weekly basis um because that with that um continuity i get to really work on it you know build that therapeutic relationship with that regular uh, contact and that's very powerful as opposed to seeing them once a month again that relationship with any relationship in life it takes time to build so again showing up each week um you know it's incredibly beneficial and i tend to work that way with clients um again in our first session we'll look at what they're bringing to counseling and so if it's for example um work it's stress related um due to work maybe we would only work short term with someone um with that person because it's it's quite um you know that specific issue they're bringing it could be um looked at on a short term basis but a lot of clients i've been working with some clients for over a year now um so working on a much deeper level looking back at childhood how the childhood's been impacting kind of how they're showing up now um so again it's depending dependent on the individual and what level of support that they're needing so again it's kind of fleshed out in the first session of you know but some people say okay well i might just do six sessions and again that counseling contract is always being looked at and renegotiated depending on where we get to so again is that always that open conversation to see how it's going but again if we're looking at an issue that's been going on for a while that does require a more long term support good that's really clear that's fantastic and um just to explore for a few minutes the final tool the tool that came through um i picked it up obviously off your stories this morning um people can sign up to a newsletter and they can get involved in this cognitions model so situations yeah. thoughts feelings behavior um i've just downloaded it it's in my tab to do after this because i you know i tried to it's great learning for me having having someone like yourself on the show connecting and then getting involved in what they offer and then that you know that furthers my practice and it's brilliant because it helps me as a you know to wrap to, to wrap to rounds my kind of practice and training um so is that something that i i work through and fill out i haven't actually gone into it in detail yet it'd be cool to kind of let let the listener know what that tool is and it's brilliant you offer that for free so you know you've got the discovery call you're you're offering um th- you know free information to to let people just on board with you because like you said people might need a, a little while to engage in this stuff and i think it's uh you know it's a really good way to do things to just get people into how you work and and some of the tools that that may be useful for them before they have to commit financially Mm-mm. well yeah because i mean with social media social media you know in instagram for example is not a replacement for therapy you know it's it's a space for me to be able to um offer resources and tools to again for the client to take away and to implement into their life but again that doesn't replace the therapeutic relationship so again that as you said that cognitive model um if you go into the link in my on my instagram you can download that and that again is just a worksheet you you can do if you're struggling with negative thinking you work through that model to help you um become aware of your thoughts so you have a thought that creates an emotion that creates behavior so again that kind of cbt technique that i use with clients um and so it's getting um becoming aware of your thoughts and how that is impacting your life because our thoughts drive how we show up in the world 
So again, oh, let's let's think, okay, I had a thought of, oh, I can't cope, or I'm not good enough, or I'm too overwhelmed, I can't do this, you know, and what behavior comes of that from that thought. Um, so it's just a tool to help um, you challenge your thoughts, um, because often times the thoughts is not factual you know it's not a fact but we believe it so deeply that our thoughts are real um so again it's offering that tool for a client to print it off and um be able to do it you know on a weekly basis daily basis when they feel like they need to um work on a thought that they're having brilliant oh, so again, that's fantastic up kind of those that, those free resources to help support people in any way that i can um, so they can take it away and use that um, for themselves. Good. Oh, that's fantastic. So I'll, I'll link to your Instagram, to your website. I'll also put a separate link in so that people can sign up to the newsletter. Um, just before we go, look, you've been brilliant with your time. And I think we've got, you know, we've got into so many things. And then after after this episode goes out and obviously, you know, we know each other personally, it'd be good to maybe get you back on later on down the line and then we can you know, we can continue to get into some of these things because I think it's so important, especially the, you know, obviously because of my background, a lot of the theme to the show around eating, I found that perspective really interesting around um, eating disorders. And obviously we'd have to, we'd have to tease out exactly different types and define them. But I think what you said was fascinating around some people might, you know, gravitate towards that because they don't want to address their their thoughts and feelings or or they're not ready to try to, um you know be be at one with them but then they can control you know calories they can control types of food they can control timing of when they eat so that is quite interesting to see how if if um some things are out of their control and they haven't quite wanted to then address it you know they can then mask it with actually i'm really going to control what goes into my body and that could be the same as everything you know what products i put on myself where I travel, you know, how much water I drink, all these things that they can control, um, is it's that's really interesting. So maybe we'd go into that again later on down the line if, if you're up for it. Yeah, no, no, definitely. I mean, especially with the food element, which we can obviously go in another podcast is yeah. it, it's definitely food is food is, you know, love, it's comfort. So if I'm feeling lonely, food is the easiest way to feel um soothed until we realise you know the, the shame and the guilt and and that kind of thing that comes after that if 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 someone has um emotionally eaten or been binge ate for example but again it's that maybe you didn't receive the love that you um should have growing up for whatever reason so again that source of love and that comfort came through food so again that's showing up in mm. your adult life but that's the way that i uh, feel loved is is through the food through that mm. comfort because again we can't um forget the impact of food in terms of dopamine and serotonin um you know chocolate makes us feel good doesn't it yeah brilliant um, yeah again, so it's, it's developing healthy coping like healthier coping mechanisms as opposed to just doing food i mean we're human beings if people emotionally eat it's just a natural thing but when it becomes your only coping mechanism that's when it can be incredibly difficult and impact your relationships with others with yourself and it's just a, it's a much more complex thing which i'd love to obviously get into on yeah. a deeper level with you another time yeah we'll do that we'll definitely do that in episode two because we have to eat to live you know it's not like we can't so um look that's fascinating stuff and we've done you know we've done a really good meaty 
detailed 40 minutes there. Um, so is there anything else you want to signpost the listeners to? I'll put everything that they need in the show notes. Um, and yeah, thanks so much for your time. And um, yeah, looking forward to obviously getting into that second episode as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, you'll link my website um, so you can see find out more about me there. Um, connect with me on Instagram, um, at Therapy with Lydia. And yeah, I think that's about it. But it's been so great to be on um, the podcast and discuss. I love just discussing topics like this. So um, yeah, so it's been, it's really great that you've had me on. Thank you so Good. much. No, you're really welcome. And is it is it all online or do you, I know obviously because of the current climate and things, people are seeing people mostly online but is you know is is there a center or do you rent a space or anything like that or is that something you're thinking about in the future i know obviously you're growing your business at the moment and online is you know extremely effective similar to myself um what's what's the kind of process there yeah so i am um working online by zoom um with clients and so that can work around their you know their lives are getting a bit busier with lockdown um coming out of lockdown so it works around their schedule and in, they can be in the comfort of their own home but i'm now um beginning to see clients in person at the awareness center which is in clapham in london so if you're interested in seeing me in person uh that's where i'm seeing clients on a wednesday morning good uh, um, good but I, yeah Oh, and then online, so I can kind of, which which is great, because then I can work with people, you know, all around the world. So, yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, one day when this podcast goes global, they'll be able to know. Um, exactly. Anyway, no, that's great. And look, I think obviously there'll be safety measures in place in that place. And I think if you're listening to this and wanting to work with Lydia and stuff too, or or just explore some of the um the tools and tactics that she's spoken about, you know, some people want to be in person, um, and I totally get staying at home, but sometimes that might be more of a powerful um important experience so it's good that you offer that too um right lovely people look thanks for listening and look the only way the show is going to grow is if you like the episode share it with a friend uh post about it on social media um email it to your parents or some friends or anything like that it's just going to grow organically um, if you can subscribe, that'd be fantastic. There's a bit in, in iTunes and Spotify and SoundCloud where you can leave comments and ratings. And that just basically helps on those platforms get get the show out there a bit more. And um, yeah, obviously, um, you've, you've heard that Lydia uh, offers this discovery call. She's very easy to get in contact with. I just grabbed her on, on Instagram like I do with most of my guests. And um, yeah, she was really, really keen to give me some time. We're both very approachable and let us know how you found the show and yeah, have a great week.